you can find human strength and courage and beauty in areas where I only saw weakness and failure and mistakes. And so now, not on everything, but now I see some of these things in myself again. This is always starts with yourself, right? Once I start becoming a bit more gentle in certain areas of my inner life, I project that out and then I see people and I go, wow, I only thought of this as, can't believe this guy can't get his shit together. But now I'm also thinking, wow, I can't believe the courage this guy has to keep attacking this dragon that's obviously a bit too difficult for him to tackle right now. And maybe he'll figure it out, maybe he won't, but there's, there's something admirable about not giving up, about attempting, and also about, for me personally, not hiding. There is great power where I used to look at people that very publicly show their neediness, their insecurity, their doubt, their confusion, and look at this with great disgust and great judgment. Why? Because I had mastered the art of hiding all those weaknesses from the world and myself. When I saw someone not hiding it, I was angry at them for not hiding it. Like, it's fine to be weak, but how dare you show it? Are you insane? And now I'm like, wow, look at how courageous... Look at how much stronger they are in these areas of life than me because it was, it's not strong to hide something. Like There's not a great level of courage required to hide something from the world. It's much more healing and uncomfortable and courageous to show this is my insecurity. This are my fears. Here are my failures. Here's my ugly face, my dirty body. Here's me defeated on my knees. And this is who I am right now. There's a great courage and power you have to have to do that, a power that I most of my life never had. Like I, I would want to hide these things. And then years later, I would talk about it as some like beautiful story from the safety of having overcome that. Oh, now that I killed the dragon, I'm sitting on him. I'm going to tell you kids how difficult this was and that I was really in doubt and then I had a difficult time. But I would never have shown you any of this at the time I was going through it when it was not certain that I would overcome. And where I didn't feel beautiful, powerful, eloquent, where I didn't have the whole story packaged up, edited up, the narrative figured out. I was too scared both to show that to the world but also to myself. Like I didn't want to see this in myself. So... I never did. And now when I see it with people, when I, anytime I think I experience somebody openly showing struggle, small or big, there's more admiration than ever before for it. Yeah. There was one thing I loved about the episode where you shared a bad day, right? I and mean, you just recorded yourself while you were at it. You know, you can think about the quality of the production or the value of the content or anything, but just sharing that and so openly from a place where you absolutely don't want to share it. To me, that was amazing. It's interesting. That's an episode I never listened to. I think maybe maybe I listened to it when we published it because I, I, I don't think I've ever skipped an episode. But it's definitely an episode I didn't listen to again. And I saw it recently. We posted a tweet about it. And I thought that was for not even a second, for a microsecond, a, ah, do we have to post that episode? sure there's nothing valuable in that and then i went you know with my thoughts somewhere else now you make me think i need to listen to it again um but yeah there's still there's discomfort 
that I have sharing something like that. And part of the magic for me is also in the, and that there's no beautiful takeaways, powerful ending. It's just a raw snippet. And it seems and sounds as unsatisfying as your bad day. <laughs> you know, like it's as anyone's bad day. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like Steli's bad days are better than mine. Uh, there's a, there's a lesson in that. There's a beauty in that, but also there's a pain in it for me. <laughs> you know, it's just like my, my ego, my whatever is like, ah, I've perfected my life to not make people think they're the same as me, you know, and me think I'm the same as everybody else. And now I have to show it is not so. <laughs> this actually goes to something else I wanted to talk to you about, which is the need to impress people. I've never been more aware. This might sound surprising to anyone who knows me, but me, but for most of my life, I was not aware how much I worked on being impressive, impressing others. And I always even believe that I don't care that much, right? And most people think I don't care about other people's opinion. I had somebody that knows me, that only has known me for a year, but knows me pretty well by now, tell me recently, well, if I know one thing about you is that you don't give a fuck about what other people think. And in that moment, I thought, that is so wrong. This is, this is absolutely not true. How did you, how could anybody ever think this? And then I go, well, based on everything you say and do, this is how, could be, how people could think this. Um, I, there, there's this tremendous need inside of me to be impressive and to impress others. And I had a couple of moments recently where that popped up in all kinds of its ugly and beautiful variety. There was recently, we went for dinner at my cousin. My cousin has a friend in the city in Thessaloniki that has a really nice restaurant. And we went there to have dinner. And I know that the owner of the restaurant, I'm friendly with him. I've known him for many years. And when we went there this time around again to have dinner, I noticed that there's a dynamic between me and him that I really dislike. And this time around, for the first time, I got conscious of what that dynamic was. I have that with very few people, but when I have it, it stands out so distinctly to me. It's people that should be impressed by me, but choose not to be, right? It's like, and it's so funny, it's no, when I, even my cousin, my cousin never says, oh my God, you're so impressive. Oh my God, here's my cousin from America. He's incredible. He's not the kind of guy, he's a very kind of masculine, security, martial art trainer. Guy. He never says a good word about me. But at all times, I'm 100% sure that he admires me and looks up to me, right? It's just like between the lines. But then when we go to that friend, is a table full of people. Everybody on that table, I am sure of their admiration that they're like, Stella is one of the most impressive people ever, but not the owner of that restaurant. He rejects giving me that energy, right? Or I at least perceive it that way. He's always pretty disinterested in asking me any questions about life or any questions about my life. He's pretty disinterested about going anywhere where I could tell a great story. He always is sort of like friendly, but kind of disinterested in me. Right? When other people would ask me questions, he will leave, he will come back, 
you know, or, and then while I talk, he'll ask somebody else a question. He'll tell a story, then he'll leave again. He's like zero interest in getting to know me better in talking to me. And because it's so rare, not in everyday life, but in a setting of people, you know, at a table with coffee, with food, we are talking more or less. It's very rare to get that vibe, but there's very few people where I have that vibe with me, where no matter how long I've known them, and I know that they know lots of people that constantly talk impressively about me, that admire me. I know that they heard stories, but when I'm around, there's this great disinterest to engage, to get to know, to really talk to me, to like, they, they want to keep a big distance. And they are the kind of people that in general have a more, I'm very confident, I know all the answers, I'm cool, I won't let anyone in the hierarchy of things be above me, which is something I do too. You really have to be somebody in my mind for me to bow to you in the hierarchy of things. When someone is you know, way better at something than me, I'm a great student and I can bow very deeply, right? In front of Chris, I did this, Paul Graham. Like there's lots of examples of people where I was like, I'm not worthy, teach me, right? But in everyday life, if somebody's just like kind of somebody, I'm like, no, nobody's above me, right? I, I won't admire anyone for, you know, oh, this guy's really pretty or is really successful in this area or that area or he's very popular. I don't care. There, I'm all, I actually actively work on not being impressed, like not letting someone above me in the hierarchy. So I kind of recognize in other people. But this time I thought, wow, look how uncomfortable this, this makes me. Nobody could ever sense anything. I talk, I laugh, I chat, I leave. I don't talk about it. I don't think about it. I still like the guy. The guy is really a nice dude. But the entire time, there's something bugging me. It's like I have a stone, a pebble in my shoe. And I'm like, this is annoying me. And then I go, look at, look at, this. these are the humbling human moments where I go, you know, inner work is very humbling where I look at myself and I go, look at what kind of a little, little asshole you are. Like, look at how much this bothers you. Look how needy you are. You need everyone's admiration or it is, you know, it is annoying you. It is literally annoying me that this person's not impressed. And I don't need them to say, wow, you're so great. I just need to feel that you feel what I feel and you know what I know that we know, right? Like, it's just that. <laughs> Because it's also, it is also what I've gotten used to because I've lived a life that was created around this need and I've succeeded in building that kind of, becoming the kind of person that could be someone that people find impressive. I am used to people treating me in this way and then when someone isn't, especially when it's somebody that I don't understand why, like it's not somebody that I think, yeah, of course this guy doesn't give a fuck. When it's somebody that I'm like, why is this guy not giving a fuck? It's bothering my little insecure, needy, egotistical, well, but I'm the prettiest. Why is he not saying that I'm pretty? You know, there's something inside of me that's bothered by this. And now that I know or that I hear it and listen to it a little bit more, I find this very unimpressive about myself. <laughs> you know, I, I find this, this not necessarily, you know, a very impressive inner trait. Uh, but it's not just in those situations. It's also, 
I had this situation with Sophia and Mbasti visiting me, two good friends. I noticed when they were arriving, my mom was arriving as well around the time. I spent a day with my mom at night. Basti arrived the next morning. Sophia arrived by the friend. And I noticed that I was nervous in the morning of all these arrivals. And I thought, why am I nervous? And then I thought, well, I want to make sure that my mom has an amazing day. I want to make sure that my friends have an amazing time. And I feel this inner pressure to impress, to deliver. And with my friends, I... One of the beautiful thing about the triangle of us spending some time together is that there are such different energies. All three of us are completely different, want different things, have very different backgrounds. So the conversations and the interactions are very spicy. They're very explosive with lots of challenging conversations, lots of mini fights, lots of one man challenging the others and nobody was safe. Me neither, and I'm usually the safe one. I'm the one that challenges everybody and gets challenged the least, but not in this group. And I enjoy that, right? I cherish that. But I also knew certain things that these people, or I assume certain things that these people would want, and I was seeing that we're not doing as much partying as person A wants, and we're not doing as much outdoor nature-y things as person B wants, and I felt an urge to to... Like I need to change the days to make them feel like the couple of days they came to visit me were amazing. And I had to fight that urge. And then later we had a conversation with one of them and he looked at me at some point and he said, it's so obvious how much you care. It's so obvious about how much you care about delivering, always offering value, always giving, always creating, always... And sometimes yesterday, he's like, I asked you a question. I could tell you were exhausted, but you could not help to go, okay, I'm going to give him everything I have because I have something important here since he asked. And then you, he's like, you went on to talk for half an hour and you just, I could just tell what you shared with me was beautiful, but I could tell it was very painful for you, very exhausting. He's like, I just want you to know I love you no matter what the fuck you do. Like, you don't have to do anything for me. You don't have to tell me stories. You don't have to give me advice. You don't have to give me an incredible time here. You could just chill. I love you either way. You're amazing either way. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't really cry, but it was, it was, it was a, you know, I'm making a little fun, but it was a beautiful moment. You know, I gave him a hug and I cherished that feedback because Still got a lot of work to do when it comes to accepting that, chilling out, not having that urge to be perceived a certain way, to create a certain situation with people. Lots and lots more to learn here.